Luke chapter 17. The book of Luke was written by a physician who is so particular. Uh, if, uh, personally, if there was somebody to attribute seeing is believing, I would have preferred to choose Luke because it doesn't matter how well you define your sickness or whatever is wrong with you, the doctors still want to run a test. So they are more inclined to seeing and believing. So as a physician, I believe that he's more prone to that, but for him to have this level of intensity uh, to believe God in spite of the evidence that is not there, is so profound. So Luke is very particular about details. And when you look at the story carefully in writing the gospel, he tried to present Jesus with so much details. Not just Jesus was born. No, he went through a process to be born. So Luke will make use of the sequential presentation of an event. Luke chapter 17, verse 1 to 6. There was a profound thing we want to look at this morning. Then said he to the disciples, It is impossible that no offense should come. No offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. It will be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, than that he should offend one of those little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sin against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day return to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a master seed, you can say to this millberry tree, be pulled up by the root and be planted in the sea, and it will obey. Amen. I want to also borrow a scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 to 14. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 to 14, it said, And forgive us our debt, as we forgive debt, our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Amen. I want you to tap your neighbor and say, what you sow is what you reap. I'll put it into bracket, forgive. Tell your neighbor, forgive. I am not ministering the subject from the point of expertise you know like a master of all the skills that is needed within the fabric of forgiveness 
but I'm treating the subject because it is a subject that we are surrounded by and it was said not by any other person than Jesus the word forgiveness means to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense or flaw or mistake and I saw some big words there you know I said I don't understand the word resentful so maybe it's common for you but it's not for me resentful to be resentful means feeling or expressing bitterness indignation at having been treated unfairly now this that I'm talking about is not something that if you have not met it then it means the gospel is not true forgiveness bring out our real identity its appearance is the beginning of greatness and newness forgiveness unlock the door of resentment it is the supernatural power that breaks the chain of bitterness and the strength of resentment and rage if you know what i'm talking about you know this so a man who was affected and infected and when you read the story you ask yourself why would he put himself through this because he had what it take to isolate himself from any pain that he went through i'm talking about nelson mandela the first president of south africa unquote i read this quote sorry it said forgiveness liberate the soul it removes fear that is why it is such a powerful weapon so say weapon now when i read first corinthians chapter 10 verse 7 4 to 6 i understand that the weapons of our warfare are not kind of part of our warfare weapon one of them is forgiveness but the almighty true god to the pulling down and casting down arguments and every high thing that has exalted itself against the knowledge of god and bring every thought into captivity to obedience of christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled since we are encompassed and surrounded we can't live in isolation and we can't live independently exclusively in our own homes even the bible said in the book of genesis it is not good for a man to be alone so far as you are being surrounded by human beings the most complex species ever created because our behavior is unpredictable and the uncertainty within our behavior makes it very complex to deal with us now jesus is talking about something that is so profound that is also inevitable and you can't run away from it because you leave close to people and the people who offend you the most are the people who are around you now jesus said in luke chapter 17 verse 1 he said then he said unto his disciples it is impossible that no offenses should come but woe to him through whom they do come i'm not interested today 
uh, even though I'm more particular to tell you that it is inevitable, but each medium of a, 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 a coming to man is through a human being. Now, I look at this text carefully. Jesus is not saying that your fasting and prayer can take away offenses from your life. Uh, when I was preparing for this message, I had to use two laptops, but still not working. I use a tablet, I use a phone. The tablet got to a point, it froze, the phone froze. At a point, everything got frozen, and I got to know that the devil is in trouble today. Now, I'm looking at the subject, your fasting and prayer, your studying the word will not exempt you encountering this guy called offenses. It comes slowly, but one of the things I like about offenses is that its power is more em- embedded in the people we trust around us, the people who are closer to us, and, and it hurts. Forgiveness manifests. Uh, so, because it is inevitable when we have to be quarantined, we have to saturate our being with what we call forgiveness. Forgiveness manifests itself when mercy shows up. So, what I'm trying to say here is that I'm also not familiar with the word mercy, even though my sister is called mercy. Mercy means compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or to harm. So when mercy comes forth, it makes forgiveness have its real potency. Now, therefore, forgiveness is not in you because you are in the wrong. You are not forgiven because you are in the right. You are not forgiven. It's right and wrong has no place in forgiveness. But because it plays a role. Forgiveness is more... I want to itemize some points here. Uh, Jesus made it possible. He said, he said <laughs> I look at it and I got confused when I was reading the text. And he said, Jesus, he said, my disciples, your proximity to me is not going to exempt you from offenses. And one thing I know about forgiveness and offenses, they, they are, they, they are, they, one appears and the other must follow. Why is the place too quiet? Just look at me carefully. If you have been offended before, just tap your neighbor and say, I've been offended before. Okay. Now Jesus said, offenses will come to you. Now the disciples introduced a subject that I was a bit confused. I said, what has this got to do with this? He said, Jesus, I want you to increase our faith. Now, anytime faith is used, then you must understand that it is not coming from the physical realm or the carnal realm. It comes from the spiritual realm. Number one. So faith, uh, what do you call it? Faith is more of a spiritual weapon. Now, therefore, I can conclude that forgiveness is more spiritual than physical. Because the only way you can empower it or increase its ability to have its saturation in the life of somebody, it means that it must be encompassed by faith. Come on, shout faith. 
going somewhere. Be with me on a fly, you know. Fly 31.6 is going to land in a minute. Now, he said that I want you to increase our faith. Now, I go back to what faith is. It is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Because uh, there is a high tendency or proclivity that when you are about to forgive, you have to forgive uh, not by the things you can see, but the things that you can see. Therefore, I can conclude and tell somebody that the reason why you can't forgive is because uh, you don't know whether the person will not repeat it back again, but it can only be done through faith. I must say faith. Now, when you are so, uh, it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, if you, you need to forgive, tell your neighbor you need to forgive. I'll get in a minute. Because there is a place of faces it doesn't matter whether you went, to, you go to the uttermost or the guttermost. Whether you go to the up or down, in your bedroom, offense will locate you. In your kitchen, offense, locate those in the kitchen here, they will tell you. It doesn't matter. Well, even in the house of God, offenses will happen. Which means that it is inevitable and unavoidable. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus also established the repetitiveness of how many times it should happen. Peter said, because in the Mosaic law, when you forgive somebody three times, it's like you are a superman. But Jesus said, I'll beat up, forgive seven. He said, I'll forgive seven times. No, no, no. He said, no. He said, I want you to do 70 times seven, which is 400 and what? Am I mathematically wrong and spiritually right? The question now is, why must I forgive? Praise the Lord. I was driving yesterday and I got to a place where there was a nice sign there. And, and, and you know, you know sometimes when you don't know why, you can decide not to listen to people. The reason why our children are not listening to us, they don't know why we are telling them what we're telling them. They don't have the capacity to apprehend and comprehend. So I was driving and I got to a place and, and, and you know, have you ever driven and you get to a, a place and somebody tells you, slow down, and you ask the person why, and you, the person tells you, there is a speed camera ahead of you. you know? Because there is a speed camera ahead of you, that is the reason why the person is telling you to slow down. You will oblige to all to slow down. Now I am telling you that you must try and forgive because it is important. Now I want to look at why must I forgive. The first point I want to introduce is that forgiveness is not about right or wrong, but rather about peace. The Bible said in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 9, it said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So because we are peacemakers, uh, yesterday I went for a the men's program and I was privileged to enjoy one of the most profound and delicate food and it is lasagna. 
praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> I tasted it and it was uh, like what the children say, not sweet. They don't say sweet. They said it was yummy. Jesus encourages us. He said, I want you to forgive because it has nothing to do with right or wrong. Or wrong. I'm also going to borrow. I'm just giving you this point. I'm not going to talk too much into it. I'll get to a point right now. I want you to understand that God wants you to forgive. The reason why you must forgive is not because somebody is right and somebody is wrong, but because you want peace to prevail. The Bible said Jacob, what do you call him? Jacob said to his friend, he said, you shall be unstable like water. Unstableness like water means there is no peace on anywhere. Praise the Lord. So when you have peace, it means that good things can come to you. But when you don't forgive, it sends back every bad thing in your life. It brings it to you. So for the reason why you are not forgiven is because you were right and because you think you are wrong. Well, it has nothing to do with right or wrong. Or wrong. I did not. The Bible said that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Which means that the prerequisite, the, the essential ingredient for forgiving is not because the person forgiving you is wrong or right, but because of peace. I thought you put your hands together there for Jesus. So when all your life, all you say is that the person was wrong, I didn't do anything. Recently, I was working and, and I, was, I was trying to be very, very nice and very, I was so conscientious about myself when I was working with this particular guy here. And I was so profound, it was so profound because sometimes you can get so conscious about things and, and still it doesn't work, you know, you know. I was to be nice to this gentleman here, but I don't get it. I don't know why because, you know, you know, you know, offenses finds itself in strange places. I was so particular in dealing with this particular guy and I tried to do things just to please, not necessarily to please him, but I do the good things and the right things around him. But before I realized, you know, this guy was supporting me in my classroom and there was another person. So I have my primary guy who supports me in my classroom and I got a secondary person who was adding up, you know, an attachment. So I decided to say that I have to print something. So why don't you, the primary supporter in the classroom, teaching assistant, why don't you have the one that needs help in the classroom? And I'm going to cause this one to print the paper that I need to print because he wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. So I can take him out of the classroom. So I decided to give it to the other person to go and print it. Then offense find itself into the primary teaching assistant. And he concluded in his head and said, because I can't print the work properly, he decided to give it to the other person. Because I'm not good enough, he decided to give it to the other person. And I asked myself. Sometimes people take offense of things you will never believe. I remember when we sat at this ministry, a lady came to church and said, Pastor, I want to talk to you. When people say, Pastor, I want to talk to you, it's a serious matter, please, God. You left all the leaders and you came to the pastor. Wow. I said, Pastor, there is a problem here. I said, what is the problem? You see, you see this usher there. Uh, for the past three weeks, I've been coming to church, and all he tells me to do, he tried to make me sit where people are not sitting. 
and he's done that three times. I think she doesn't like me. I called this usher. I said, Usher, come, 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 come here. There's a problem here. He said, This lady said, You've made us sit at three times, three separate places and isolated. It's what she said that makes me so sad. He said, She makes me sit at places when I tend, where, especially you tell people, tap your neighbor and say hi to your neighbor. When I tend, because I'm alone, I don't get anybody to say hi to. Now the Bible said that when this, I spoke to this lady and I said, why did you do that? He said, I didn't even realize I've been doing that. Some of us, the things we are taking offense of, the people have not even realized it. I asked myself, listen, the power of offense is so scary. I don't even know. The Bible said Jesus is God. He had 12 disciples. I don't know what entered into Judas. If there was somebody who can attract the devil, it should be Jesus. Among the offense, the Bible said that an oil was poured, perfume was poured upon the feet of, of Jesus. It was a, listen, good has nothing to do, goodness doesn't exempt offenses. The woman did that which was right and good in the presence of God. But the Bible said that Peter said, Judah said, we should have shown this. We, they took offense of the good thing of somebody. I say, I this message is too deep. You come to church and you want to serve God. And the more you are serving God, somebody takes offense and says something. Please. Do you think Jesus came to die for you alone? Slow down. <laughs> People can say things that can make you go mad. He said, do you think you are the only person Jesus died for? Slow down. We have been Christians before you. Praise the Lord. Number two. Forgive. The reason why you have to forgive is this. It benefits you more than even the person you are forgiven. I, I, can't, I can't hold glory in my heart because when I don't forgive people and I see them, I get stomach, what do you call it? Stomach, what do you call it? You know that sharp, sharp, sharp stomach, calm. you know, I get it. And I get, it, it looks like there's a burden on me. You know, and one thing I don't like about unforgiveness is this, you know, you know, when, when, you, know, when you are in unforgiveness and you don't forgive the people you have to forgive, even when they do the right thing, it looks wrong. Everything becomes wrong around you. <laughs> it looks like you don't know what I'm talking about. Come on. Amen. Thomas Fuller said something I want to say. He said, He that cannot forgive others break the bridge over which he must pass himself. For every man has need to be forgiven. There is a bridge that you yourself you need. You are going to walk on. But if you don't forgive, you take the bridge you are going to walk on yourself. Forgiveness is working for you than working for the people even around you. According to scientists, it has been concluded that when you are not happy, because forgiveness doesn't bring joy. It is contradistinction. It has got a level of contradistinction with the word of God, which means that it opposes God. So forgiveness is God, 
and unforgiveness is of the devil. You must understand that if you forgive, it works better for you. Scientists have concluded that when you are happy and you forgive, it brings joy. I like this man, I will repeat his words again. Nelson Mandela said, having been put in prison, having been abused, having been neglected, he made a statement. He said, as I walk out of the door towards the gate, that will lead to my freedom. I knew if I don't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I could still be in prison. You, I won't forgive you. You, we, we, I won't forgive you. <laughs> if unforgive, if offense come around you, get to know the devil is at work. In First Peter chapter three verse seven, it said, "Husband, likewise, dwell with them with understanding. Your wife, giving honor to their wife." As to the wicker vessel and as being hers together of the grace of, of life. That your prayer will not be hindered. When you don't forgive even we men. I don't know. Listen. The one who can offend you the most is the one you love. Somebody said it's true. If it's not true then it's false. Praise the Lord. There are times also when you don't, you must say to your neighbor, you must forgive. Look at me. It, that is why the prodigal sons, the elder brother didn't understand the father. The Bible said that it has nothing. I don't think I can finish this. I have to break it. I'll continue this way. The Bible said the boy was coming from afar. The Bible said the father located him. And the Bible said when he was coming from afar, I was looking at it carefully and I came to a conclusion. I drew closer to this boy who was coming from afar. He was somebody who has squandered everything that the father gave him. But my Bible said the father located him from afar. Come on, shout afar. And my Bible said the father was a great man according to the treasure he's got. And my Bible said that the father was dressed nicely and beautifully. And the Bible said he was looking through the window. And my Bible said that when he looked through the window, guess who he saw? He saw the son who rebelled against him. Not only rebelled against him because it would have been better if he left the house without anything on him and just rebelled alone, but he something of the father and my bible said that when he went away and squandered the bible said he was coming from afar come on shout afar when he was coming from afar i want to preach in a minute he was coming from afar so i drew closer to this prodigal son and i realized that he was thinking why because he spent all his time in the swine's cage he was thinking he was smelling bad but the bible said that could not 
stop the father in forgiving him. My Bible said that he was thinking, but the Bible said the father didn't just get close to him. That is what forgiveness does. It doesn't just allow the person into just not forgiving the person and allowing the person to stay there and you stay there. But the Bible said that the sign of the father was the epitome of forgiveness. The Bible said that father embrace him. It is wanting to embrace somebody, but it take another level of heart to kiss the person. My Bible said he kissed the son. And the Bible said it make the son broken hearted. I am here to tell you when the master, the father went into the house with the servant, with the son, the Bible said when the elder brother started questioning the father, he said, I want you to change his clothes and I want you to put a new ring on the son. He said, for once this one was lost but now he is found. The reason why the father had to forgive him is because, not because of right or wrong, but because something that should be there is no more there. There are certain people who God has designated into your life and you have allowed offenses to hold you back, to take them out of the place of God. But the same way the prodigal son's father did, he said, I will not allow offense to take you from my house. It is my responsibility to keep you in this house because it is my responsibility as a father. I don't know who I am preaching to right now. Your wife is supposed to be there. Don't let an offense take her out of that place. Tap your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Oh, forgiveness is not just spiritual, but it's also psychological because it causes one to be eaten. It causes one to be open. And it makes one to be vulnerable. God is looking for somebody who is about to put their price somewhere and say to themselves, I am about, I will not lose you. I know you came into my life for a purpose. I know God brought you into my life for a reason. I will not allow offense to kick you out. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, don't kick them out. Oh, I'm getting ready here. He said, I want you to understand. You will not understand it because you don't have the intellectual capacity. The reason why God reached out to you is not because you were right or because you were wrong. But even though you were wrong, he said to himself, I created you in my own image. And because I created you in my own image, it is my responsibility to allow the purpose for which I created you to be fulfilled in this house. I am about to tell somebody the reason why you have to forgive. It's because when you forgive, it opens doors for yourself. It makes you experience something you couldn't experience before. My Bible said when Jesus was on the cross, he saw the people surrounded and offenses as encompass them. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not of what they are doing. What does it mean? Anybody who takes offense, anybody who transmits offense, is somebody who is oblivious. He's ignorance. He's in darkness. If you claim you are in light, the Bible said when the light came in, darkness could not apprehend and comprehend. If you are the light of the world, then it means you carry solution to forgiveness. I want you to understand that there are doors that will open for you because of your forgiveness. Tap your neighbor and say, 
slap your neighbor and say, Neighbor, forgive. Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, how can it be that you can't even forgive? You, can, you, can, you can't forgive. You can't, you, 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 do you know what it's doing to you? Unforgiveness is like cancer. It would take. <laughs> I'm finishing. Give me five minutes. I'm finished trying right now. Unforgiveness. If you hold offenses, what cancer does is it takes from a good. Like it takes resources, nutrients from where they should be to a particular place and abuse that place. <laughs> you must forgive. Tell your neighbor you must forgive. I don't know who you are, but <laughs> you have lived in unforgiveness for quite too long. Uh, God, we need more. God, we need more. Come on, let's pray that one. I want <laughs> it is it is you must understand that forgiveness is not an attribute of a man, it is the attribute of God. And the one who can empower you to receive the um, it said it said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It is an attribute of God, therefore, one can receive empowerment from heaven. Um, I'm finishing right now. Uh, come on, what are you doing to yourself? Uh, what are you doing to yourself with your unforgiveness? Uh, unforgiveness will open things for you. I remember many years ago when a, when, when a young man, I give money to a young man uh, and, and, and he abused it. He abused it. He, it was not her. It was a deliberate abuse. And, my, and, and when I look at that gentleman, I was offended. And because I was offended, it was a big one for me. So I decided through time, God gave me the heart to forgive this brother. When I forgive give this gentleman I just discovered that after many years this gentleman because of this offense that he caused me he, he God used him to be a blessing in my life when oh come on I don't know who you are right now but the goodness in you is being tempered upon by your so-called wisdom by your so-called wise wiseness i don't know if there is a word for that but i want you to understand that when you forgive it's for your good when i'm quarreling with my wife i don't get good food in the house i don't get good smile in the house but when you forgive you get good things on the table you get good smile. And haven't you ever realized that even the things that should not attract fight begin to flame up? Lord, we need more. Lord, we need more. More. We pray for more. Stand on your feet right now. More. Lord, we need more. We need more of the power to forgive. More. We pray for more. More. Lord, we need more. More.
more anointing to forgive. More we pray for more. More Lord, we need more. more. We pray for more. More Lord, we need more. More, we pray for more. More, pray for strength to forgive. Lord, we need more. Forgiveness will save for you. Unforgiveness will spend for you. We pray for more. Lord, we need, Lord, we need more. More grace to forgive a God. We pray for more. Someone, somebody, you have to forgive. Lord, we need more. I love this one, but I am offended. I pray for strength. Come on, begin to pray. Come on, begin to pray. If you don't allow forgiveness in your life, you will not move forward to your destination. Come on, sing to the Lord God. We pray for more. more. Lord, we need more. We pray for more. More anointing to forgive, Lord. Lord, we need more. We pray for Come on, sing. Lord, we need more. We need more anointed. We need more wisdom. We need more understanding to forgive our brothers, to forgive our sisters, to forgive our friends, to forgive our husbands. Lord, we need more. We pray for more. We want more of you, God. Lord, we need more. We pray for more. The beginning of forgiveness starts from you, yourself. The Bible said, we can't give what we don't have. You can't forgive if you don't even forget. Forgive yourself. The person hurts you big time. person and I hear somebody saying he said why me because there is a purpose of God upon your life I don't know whether you understood what I just said I said forgiveness is for your own good some of us can forgive our own children we have brothers fighting with sisters, sisters fighting with sisters, and sisters fighting with brothers, husbands fighting with wives. The devil offends separate the things of God. It isolates God from the presence of the believer. 
I pray today in the name of Jesus that offense will never be in your house again. The Bible said, let not the sun go down on your head. I pray today that you will not entertain it even for a day in the name of Jesus. I pray that the power to forgive, the grace to forgive will come upon your life. There is somebody here, you must give a phone call and tell the person to forgive you. And tell the person you are forgiving the person because something has been taken from you. When you don't forgive, it's like unforgiveness is like when Jesus was walking and the woman with the issue of blood touched him. He says, something has gone out of me. Your unforgiveness caused something to go out of you. But today I pray that you are receiving strength to forgive. I pray that you will never live in unforgiveness. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Amen.